once again the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Thursday, the 6th of July. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, the physical delivery of wealth insurance. That is what we do, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, things that uh, only you know where they're at. Uh, not a promise to pay, that's not a debt, you don't owe anything on it, you don't have to pay ta- uh, property tax on it, you don't have to feed it, or add water, or anything, you just put it away. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. Get the news to disturb the comfortable, you know, I was just thinking, 12 years, we hit a 12-year anniversary. We've been in business for over 21 years, but 12 years we've been here. And and I was thinking to myself, it's been pretty close. And, and we may I may have missed it. It may have happened last month, but pretty close to when the, the guy fell through the ceiling here. You know, Eric, we used to call the hole in the ceiling studio. We really had a hole. We were, uh, the alarm company was, you know, and I, you know, it's so funny, I don't know why I'm thinking about it, but when we first moved in here, I'll never forget it, we we, we brought in some boxes, and it had like uh, post-its and staples and file folders, you know, office supplies. We, we hadn't even really moved in yet. Uh, I think we brought uh, some of the furniture you know, some desk and things like that. But we didn't have, our computers weren't here. Uh, nothing of, you know, our, our actual customer files weren't here yet. We had moved in, and we actually got robbed the, 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 that night. And, you know, we used to talk about the, the empty Deer Valley Air Park because you had, to, you had to buy the suites you were in. Now, think about the summer of 05, right, the... The bubble here was in full effect, and and actually was already start, starting to to pop here. But uh, so we're like, are you kidding? And I'm looking at Eric like, what did you do? <laughs> are you are you for real? And and of course, this was gold that had hit a thousand, and was on its way back down to seven hundred dollars. Right as we were moving in, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Gold's falling. We just got robbed. And uh, he called his buddy Clay up, and, and they were putting in the alarm system. And all of a sudden, there's this crash. And, and thankfully, the the guy that was installing it, he was in the, you know, in the rafters. And was the only thing that probably saved him was his foot got tangled up in all the cords, and literally his head and neck were hovering about two inches off the ground and saved him from actually falling. We had the hole in the ceiling. So I don't know. I just thought about that today. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. So I'm just, I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden there's a big crash, and here's this kid. And I say he's a kid. He was probably, you know, 30 hanging by some, you know, Cat 5 wiring. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, that was how we uh, 
had the hole in this. For those of you that have been listening for a really long time, that was a true story. We really did have a hole in the ceiling. Uh, that's been, but uh, that's been long gone. But anyway, that was about 12 years ago. The hole in the ceiling, and then uh, one of my buddies was saying to me, you know, oh, it's all negative. It's all doom and gloom. You know what? So today. I'm going to do so. I'm going to put on some virtual reality glasses. I'm going to spin it all. I'm going to give you the good and the bad today, and then I'll let you decide which way the news goes. We had the Federal Reserve minutes come out yesterday. Uh, we got to talk about that. Uh, just like pretty much I, I think I called it perfectly. Uh, I'm not going to give myself a self-high five or anything like that, but we'll talk about that. We got trade deficit numbers out, uh, something very interesting that uh, caught me by surprise on that number. Uh, Of course, we have uh, the G20 meeting going on. Angela Merkel was on television, and I guess, you know what, it just depends on how you want to spin it. I'm I'm going to translate her message to the German people, to all of you today. You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, And it's really kind of the same thing that uh, we're fighting right here at home. And and then we had the jobs numbers out today. And they were less than expected. And again, you know, depending on who was expecting them. Uh, But we'll talk about that as well. We'll give you the breakdown of how many jobs. This was the ADP number. And because of the holiday, normally that number comes out, it was supposed to come out yesterday, came out today. We had ADP today. We had jobless claims today. Tomorrow we'll get the the government number. Uh, The dollar is falling. Matter of fact, the dollar is below 96, 95.90 on the dollar. Uh, The 10-year note is starting to rise. So, we have this horrible situation now where mortgage rates are rising, uh, car loan rates are rising, uh, and somehow that's going to be good for the economy. We got all of that and so much more. And then by tomorrow, sometime this afternoon, the new blog will be done. I don't know exactly how it loads. You know, I'm not a, a techie guy. It'll load. But by tomorrow morning, you'll have a new blog for me as well. So stay tuned for that. And, of course, the metals plant shipments are in progress. Uh, and so make sure if you're on that, be looking out for your packages. They'll be on their way. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Butter in that biscuit. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 We'll start with the Federal Reserve Minute. They were released. This is from the meeting uh, in June, so two weeks ago. They released them two weeks later. This is, I mean, this is all part of the the game, right? They they have this whole little game, and, and, and they play it so well. And two weeks after the meeting, they released the minutes. Of the meeting, I guess it takes them a while to type them up. I don't know. Uh, and the minutes are, it's not even that long, right? It, it's, it's, it wouldn't even be a, a good high school paper, right? I mean, it wouldn't even count as that. But it was, it was very, very interesting. 
some Fed officials are worried that stock prices are too high. Some Fed officials are worried that inflation is too low. Some Fed officials are worried that inflation is going to pick up again later. Some federal officials are ready to start reducing the balance sheet in September. Some Fed officials are worried that September is too soon. And I'm wondering, you know, there's only, when you talk about the Federal Reserve, there's 12 central banks or uh, reserve banks, okay? And, and even that is flawed. I'm gonna, don't worry, I'm going to get my virtual reality goggles on here in a minute. But these 12 central banks, and you think about the United States, and you think about how the, the power has shifted, if you will, over the years, but yet the central banks haven't. The entire West Coast, only has one bank. The San Francisco Federal Reserve is allegedly, you know, it can be in charge of California, which all by itself is in the top seven or eight largest economies in the world. Oregon, Washington, right, where Seattle is, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, right, Denver, and all the... And yet you have a... You have two Federal Reserve banks, one in St. Louis and one in Kansas City, which, I mean, that's not even, what, I don't even know how far, how far of a drive is that, an hour, two? And it's the Midwest, no offense to the Midwest, but really? But nine votes they have. So uh, there's 12 central banks, not all of them get to vote at the meeting. Janet Yellen gets a vote. Her vice chair gets a vote. And then seven of the 12 heads of those prospective regions get a vote. Why wouldn't they just say who it was? Who is the sum? Right? Who are, who's the sum that are worried that stock prices are too high? And conversely, who are the ones that aren't worried about it? Right? Because if you did that, right, who are the some that are worried that inflation is too low? Who are the ones that are worried it's not, you know, it, it's getting ready to pick up again? We could actually have accountability. You know, hey, wait a minute. Everything you say is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want that. It's part of the game, right? Hey, you know, it's, it's like, why do we got to wait two weeks for these minutes? What are you doing? You know, it's the Federal Reserve. I'm sure they got a machine you can just talk to. You probably don't even have to type it anymore. And, and really, they only change, like, a couple of sentences every every six weeks. But that was, you know... That was exactly what what I was expecting, right? Which is they're 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 trying to get away from the rate hikes and trying to get ready for their policy shift. But here's the good news on that. The good news is 
the Federal Reserve really is always going to err on the side of caution. Right? We've got our bases covered by saying that we nobody is agreeing on exactly what to do. They can always do nothing. Which quite honestly, may be the best thing possible. The central banks have been given way too much power, and maybe if they just stopped meddling around, things could get better. I don't know, right? This may be the best minutes I've seen yet, which is they were all over the place. So I'm thinking... Now, maybe that's my problem, right? I'm trying to be rational in a non-rational world that maybe they'll just do nothing. Hey, you know what? We're really not sure, <laughs> right? Because the real data, of course, we don't tell you what the real numbers are, but that's okay. The real numbers got us confused, right? Some of us think inflation, it's, uh, what are they calling it, transitory? That used to be their favorite word, right, that the, uh, the reasons why inflation has been falling, and I don't know, I guess gas prices are a little cheaper, right? I mean, here in Arizona, it's kind of been, feels like anyway that they've been pretty close to the same, but I guess in other places, like I saw gas prices below $2 in places. Not here, but in other places. I mean, I guess that's, but even that now, right, they don't like it. Falling gas prices, not good. Falling oil prices are not good. And and remember, they, they really aren't even concerned about inflation for you or I, right? They don't, health care, right? You think about uh, housing prices, car prices, they don't care about that. They care about more about the wage pressure on the employers, right? Because that's inflationary to them. And the ADP jobs number came out today and and was light. They were looking for 185,000 jobs to be created, and they only got 158. Uh, ADP said there was 158,000 jobs created in June. And then they went back and took 23,000 jobs away from the main number, uh, which was the May number was a pretty high number, though. It was like 253. Uh, now they say 230. Uh, June came in at only 158,000. And really, that's kind of really been in line. When you, you, you look at what the numbers have been uh, for the year, I think that's right about the midline for the yearly number. Uh, but here's what ADP, and this is... Uh, a private sector survey number. So this is not, there's not actual numbers. This is more or less, hey, we called people and asked them their opinions on it. And and here's how they broke it down. Uh, just so you know uh, how it fell. They said that professional and business positions showed the biggest gain of 69000 Administrative and support services, 43,000, while trade, transportation, and utilities grew by 30,000. Now, I don't know where those jobs fell, right? Because obviously, transportation.
and I'm thinking cars, but I could be wrong. Uh, on the other side of the ledger, education lost 6,000. And, of course, I thought that would be more than that, right? Well, they probably seasonally adjust out the the teachers and stuff and the bus drivers and all that. Natural resources and mining declined by 4,000. Construction fell by 2,000. They left the retail number out. They used to always tell you what the retail was. I'll probably get that tomorrow. They said businesses with 50 to 499 employees <laughs> led the way. 91,000 jobs, larger firms, 50,000, small business, which is the vast majority of business in this country, uh, they were the lagger. Only 17,000 jobs. This was according uh, to ADP, which puts you back into, the again, the, the exact same thing. So the pessimist in me said, hey, listen, just not very good. Right, the 158,000, it, it's slowing. Right, we had, I guess, you know, the 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 big month in May, and now all of a sudden it's right back to where it was, and we're getting the same type of job. Right, we're not getting the high paid, we're not getting the full time. But the other side of it is, you know what? Here's the problem. I'm going to put on my virtual reality glasses for all of you. There's so many people working that there's just not enough people to fill all these jobs. Right? That's the other side. That could be the other side of the argument, right? You know what the problem is? We really could have had 200,000 jobs. Easy. We just don't have enough people out there wanting to work. That's the problem. That, that's actually, you know what? Someone said that on the TV today. <laughs> Here's the problem. The problem with the job growth is, is everybody's got a job. And really, you know what? Everyone's probably, most people got two or three jobs, but I don't know which one. I guess that, that could be possible. That could be possible that, you know what, the problem with it is there's just not enough of us, right? We need to reopen the borders. we got to let everybody come in here because there's hundreds of thousands and millions of jobs that we need to get them filled up, right? We can't have 3% and 4% GDP growth with 150,000 jobs. The math doesn't work. So it's one or the other, right? It's it's either everybody that wants a job has one, and that's the reason why the number is falling, or and all of these jobs aren't really good jobs, and there's a lot of them, right? There's a lot of not-so-great jobs out there. There's 158,000 of them. I'm not sure which one's going to be – I mean – I'd love to believe that that's the right. The issue really is to say, hey, just, there's just not enough people here. Now, you know, and of course, and then we talk about how really there's only one real section of growth in the labor market, and that's people over 55. But there you go. So it's one or the other. You decide. 
right? The, the bad news is the Federal Reserve is confused, or the good news is the Federal Reserve is confused. The bad news is there's only 158,000 jobs. The good news is there's only 158,000 jobs. I'm not sure which is going to be the right one. But again, I think that is on the the uh, the the side of the Fed can now do nothing. Uh, U.S. trade deficit. Okay, remember now, this is one of the things why I wanted Donald Trump to become president. Because he talked about, listen, we're going to redo these trade deals. And the headline was, the U.S. trade deficit narrowed in May. And I'm like, that a boy. Right? Sometimes just talking is enough. Right? If you believe the what they're saying, right, the, the flow at the border has come, you know, to a screeching halt just by talking about it. And it says that the Commerce Department said today the U.S. deficit fell 2% in May, 2.2% in May, to a seasonally adjusted $46.5 billion. That's how much left the country, I guess, seasonally adjusted. We're going to talk about that, the good and the bad next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In February of 1854, anti-slavery activists gathered in Ripon, Wisconsin to discuss their political future. They then held their first state convention in Jackson, Michigan on this day, July 6, 1854. They named their party Republican with the chief plank being, quote, to prohibit those twin relics of barbarism, polygamy, and slavery. Well, Phyllis Schlafly had much to say about the Republican Party and its positions. She particularly addressed this founding notion of the GOP in a 1994 speech about abortion and the Republican Party. She implored Republicans to remember their founding principles. We would also do well to listen to her wisdom. The Republican Party has a tradition of standing for certain principles, Phyllis said, and it has and should have an identity different from other parties. The Republican Party was born on the principle that no human being should be considered the property of another. That is our heritage as Republicans, and it would be a tragic mistake to abandon that fundamental precedent now. Abraham Lincoln, our first Republican president, said in one of his famous debates with Democrat Stephen A. Douglas that the real issue in the controversy of slavery is that the Republican Party looks upon the institution of slavery as a wrong, and the Democratic Party does not look upon it as a wrong. Lincoln proclaimed the slavery issue represented the eternal struggle between these two principles, right and wrong. Phyllis reminded us in 1994... Abortion is the right or wrong issue of our times. She concluded, The Declaration of Independence does not mention abortion, but you will search in vain for a single affirmation that the Creator-endowed right to life was to be withheld from a baby until the moment of birth. The Republican Party was founded on the principle that no human being should be considered the property of another. Abraham Lincoln relied on our nation's founding document, the Declaration of Independence, for authority to uphold the creator-endowed inalienable right of life and liberty of every individual, and the proposition that government has the duty to protect that right.
2017 marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional, conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com, archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Pedro Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Of course, the website at allamericangold.com. This little piece of information came out yesterday, and it had to do with the U.S. consumer, and it had to do with Fourth of July spending. You know, because this is one of the great things about electronic, right, is you can have instantaneous data. Uh, Everybody out there using the charge cards and all that stuff. And according to the, the numbers, spending by the consumer on the 4th of July holiday was down 8% which is, I mean, that's a big number, right? And that doesn't sound good, and I'll let you decide. Spending is down 8%. But the good part of that could have been, you know what, we were just partying so hard that no one could drive to the store, right? So there you go, right? there. There's The bonus was everybody was uh, had too much to drink, and no one could go out and spend money, but they at least from the the debit cards and the credit cards and the people that track that kind of stuff, spending on the 4th of July holiday down 8%. I, and I'm going to tell you, I really think what happened was, you know, it was on Tuesday. And I'm not sure. I think about last year was either a Monday or a Sunday. You know, you could do like the, the long weekend thing. It was a little harder to do this year, right, because a lot of people, not me, because right, we, we closed Monday, but a lot of people had to work Monday. Uh, so that's, I think that's what it was, but either way, that's probably not going to help the GDP numbers. Uh, the new iPhone is supposed to be coming out later this year. Hopefully, they're saying before the Christmas holiday. That's the good news. The bad news is they're thinking cost is going to be north of a thousand dollars a thousand dollars for the iPhone 8 but don't worry one analyst said that they're the that they're gonna offer you discount right Verizon and T-Mobile and whoever else is out there if you go down there and you sign for the rest of your life they'll offer you some great discount right they'll do something well you know Yes, it's $1,000, but if you sign a 12-year contract, we'll only charge you $23 a month for the rest of your life. Uh, but, yes, the new iPhone 8 is coming, and they're saying initial costs appear to be <laughs> over $1,000. There's no inflation. You know what? Here's the great part. I don't think the Fed will view that as inflationary. 
because you know it'll have all great new stuff. Right? I thought I, I heard one of the things I heard is like the whole surface will be a screen. Where you know now you got the the edges and the bottom parts of the phone, the whole thing. And as I'm getting older, uh, yeah, that's the problem. I can't see. It's getting bad. I got to go to the eye doctor because I need to get the old bifocal, and I've been putting it off. You know, I've been doing the, you know, with my my glasses. I've been pulling them farther and farther down my nose, and I'm running out of nose. And so now I think I've got to get it done, and I'm just like. <laughs> I know, it's one of those things, you know, you hit those milestones. You know, you, you turn 16, you turn 21, and then, you know, 30. And then everyone, it seems like you celebrate the round ones, like 40, 50, 50 is a big one. But one of those other ones, you know, non-birthday related, you, getting the bifocal, right? That's kind of, you, you've kind of transitioned from a adult to a mature adult. That's the word I'm going to use. Yes, I'm getting ready to become a mature adult. As uh, I don't know when, but before the year is over, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to break down and, and get the the bifocals. But I can appreciate the, the bigger screen. Well, you know what I need? Is I need a bigger keyboard. I've got fat fingers. Can they do something about that? Maybe. You know what? I don't even have an Apple. So there, there you go. I'm... I'm my boys have Apple. Me and my wife, we're stuck in the the Android era. You know, it's kind of like me and Windows. Right? I know it gets hacked way more. It, my life would probably be easier if I just got an Apple, but I'm just used to it, and uh, I keep using it. But nonetheless, the new Apple iPhone, 1000 bucks. Here's what I think. Here's the good news about that. If you could actually get one, right? It'll, maybe it'll it'll help retail sales, right? That, that that can't be a bad thing. I mean, it won't help. You know, all the stores that are going bankrupt, but it, maybe it can give us a little push there for Christmas. The thousand dollars. Just I I don't know how you do it. What if both of my kids wanted to? Of course, they're not kidding. I can tell. I'm already telling you that's not going to happen. And, and all of this, you know, you get it for free. So that doesn't happen anymore, right? You don't get it for free. You you get the, uh, how would you like to pay for it? All at once? Or would you like to go on the monthly payment plan? Right? So, you know, it's just like you rent your car, right? With all the leasing, right? You're just renting it. Really, when you think about it, everything's a rental. Everything. How many people today actually pay off their home anymore? Right? If you're older, right, you turn on the TV, they got some celebrity out there telling you about a reverse mortgage. You know, I sit there, I'm thinking, like, my mom's 73. Wow, 73. Bless her heart. You know, when you get to a certain age, it's okay to say how old you are. And And I think anything over 70, it's okay. She's 73, and her house is paid off. And and me and my brothers are happy about it, right? We're like, perfect. Don't call the number on the TV, right? It's kind of like buying gold from the guys on TV. That's never a good idea. But no one does it anymore. Everybody I know, everybody, 
five, ten years, they all refinance right back into another 30. Right? I guess some people now are doing the 15s. I don't know. I don't know anyone that's actually doing the 15-year, but, but they, they say that's becoming popular. But it's just like renting. Well, I guess you get the mortgage deduction, but I don't know for how long. That's like I don't, you know what, here you go. That's not going to make it the decade. Matter of fact, no deductions are coming. Look at Illinois. By the way, Illinois, still not done. So Illinois, the, the House is meeting today to try to override the governor's veto, which I think they've got the vote. I think they will. Moody's came out and said, yeah, we got a little problem with that. We'll talk about that next. So I forgot on the trade thing, I forgot all about it. The trade deficit's up 13% year to date. So despite all the, the talk, that's not working. So hopefully Donald's over there cracking some skulls. Uh, at the G20. Because let me tell you right now, I, I don't care what side of the fence you're on on this one. Trade deficit, really, just 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 think about your bank account, okay? And, and every month, someone comes into your bank account and takes money out of it and puts it in theirs. That's what that means. Last month, the United States lost $46 billion. That can't continue. Right? We lose half a trillion dollars a year. Right? They go, oh, no, that's a great thing, and blah, 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 blah. Come on. It's a great thing for the people on the other end of it. It's great for them. Right? The Chinese love it. That's not a good thing. You're telling me that we can't figure out a way to do it right here? Of course we can. This is what we need to really be focused in on, but people don't want to focus in on that because what well, they, they, don't want, they want the, the new world order and the globalist society and all of this other crap that goes along with it. Angela Merkel was talking, and, and it was my fault. It was because I turned it to to 202 out of habit. I turned on CNN just because, I, you know, it's what I do. And they had this thing. They were making this big deal about how Donald Trump is alienating our friends. And Angela Merkel, she was giving some speech somewhere in Germany, and it's all in German. And, and uh, they have the, the translator's voice comes on and Angela Merkel's talking about we can no longer count on others Germany is going to have to rely on itself and I'm thinking yes (laughs) yes that's right that's the right message right we are tired of it always being you can do your big boy, Germany. You can do it. And I was just, and it's just amazing to me. And, and they were just, how horrible that was. And we're turning our back on NATO. No, we're not. NATO has turned their back on us from the get-go. 
right there. You know what we are? You know, you know exactly. This is, and I and I tell this to my kids all the time. When it comes to friends, you know, and it's high school, right? I got two teenage boys, and boys are a little bit. I and I and maybe I'm falling into the stereotype. It's boys are better at it than girls, right? That's just, and I, I don't know that. I didn't have any sisters, right? I only have two sons, but boys can shift friends pretty easily and there's usually no crying involved and but you always got that friend where right you're doing more of the giving right that that friend is you know what they constantly need something right and the second you don't give it you know give them what they need right they don't want to be your friend anymore well that's kind of like us we're the sucker for the whole rest of the world. Ah, man, you know, ah, America will do it. <laughs> I know we said we'd pay this much for the UN and pay this much for NATO. Ah, but America will do it. Yeah, I know there's problems over there in Korea. You know, I'll let the Americans, you know, they'll handle it. You know, we, we don't need to send any money or send any troops, and they can do it. And now everybody's, and I say half the country's all upset. And I was listening to at least the translation of her speech, and I'm like, yes, Angela Merkel gets it. That's exactly right. Rely on yourself. Perfect. When we're ready to do your share, we'll do our. It's not like we're not going to do our part. Of course we are. By the way, uh, one of the articles out on our website today, it's, it's, a, it's fascinating. Part of the the budget for 2018. We haven't really talked about this yet because it seems like it's so far away with all the other stuff they got to do. By the way, do you know that there's only like 30 days left that Congress is going to be uh, in session between now and the end of September? Because right? fiscal year 2018 uh, for the federal government starts uh, starts October 1. For the states, it's already started. Started July 1st. The Trump administration plans to scale back support for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, commonly referred to as food stamps or SNAP. And they're saying they're already ragging on it. It's going to cost retailers $71 billion over the next decade. This is how big this thing is. $71 billion, that's a lot of money. And, and that's not getting rid of it. That's just a, a, a cut to it. But here's the thing. If the jobs market's so good, wouldn't that just happen naturally? Right? Wouldn't people just be falling off the food stamp roll? The Trump administration's big plan calls for a $191 billion cut in food stamp benefits over a 10-year period, right? So, you know, a little bit at a time, which, like I said, you'd think, hey, with this better jobs market, all of these people should be falling off the food stamp rolls. But, of course, as you all know, right, that hasn't happened yet. They said reducing the average monthly benefit from $252 to $173. And how it's going to have a devastating effect on Walmart and others. 
Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Yeah, everything. You know, I don't know. I think the 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 food stamp thing right now. Here's my my spin on the good side of it. It should be falling already. Right? Wouldn't that be a great indicator? Uh, hey, things are getting better. Uh, but but nonetheless, just so you know, this is how big. You know, this is why I don't know if you notice Amazon. Uh, their Prime and and I know that if you use Amazon a lot, you do the Prime thing, and I think they charge you less for shipping or something like that. I, I'm not. I'll, when my wife's around, I'll ask her. But I, I think something like that. You know that if you're on food stamps, you get a discount now. And Amazon, you know, they just were you know are trying to buy Whole Foods here, so you know they're getting ready to go into the food industry, and they're not dumb. You don't go into the food industry unless you got food stamps. They said Walmart alone, just in this reduction, I'll think about it, this is 10 years of gradually, hey, you know, we should be able to lower that down. Of course, Congress knows food stamp rolls really hardly ever go down. I mean, we peaked at $45 million at the height of the crisis. We're still at $43 million. <laughs> It's not like we've made a big recovery over the last 10 years here. And you just get ready for the next spike. Walmart would suffer the most. They're saying just this cut would hit their bottom line almost $13 billion. Target is number two. All these, and for those of you that aren't on the East Coast, you don't know, probably don't know what all these are, heard of all these. All these is a low-end supermarket operator. Matter of fact, they're a German company, I think, in the East Coast. Uh, they're third, Kroger. We know Kroger, right? That's fries here in Arizona. Uh, but but they're the you know the largest supermarket operator. It's going to hit them like $4 billion. And that's just the cut part. So really think about at the how much of the revenue. I mean, they'd be out of business. If you got rid of food stamps, they'd be out of business. Right? That's how big these things are. And and so yeah, go out to the website anyway. There's the analysis of what the 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 cuts to the food stamp thing is. And I just don't get it. I guess I don't get that one. Right? If the jobs market's so great. And I know I don't want to be negative, right? It's just the fact that, that we just don't have enough people looking for jobs. Why are 43 million people still on food stamps? What's wrong with that picture? Why are 70 million people on Medicaid? Right? That's not Medicare. Medicare, that's when you're 65 and older. Medicaid, you're not even 65 yet, and you need assistance. These numbers should be shrinking and shrinking rapidly, not going the other way. But uh, anyway... A quick look here at the markets. The Dow's down 100 points. Uh, they don't like the the jobs number wasn't great. The trade deficit number wasn't great. Uh, first time jobless claims 248,000. By the way, kind of yeah. Uh, the S and P's down 12. The Nasdaq's down 30. Gold's up a dollar. Depending on where you look, I think Kitco Gold rallied uh, after the, it closed yesterday. Uh, but gold's up a dollar, 1223 dollars. Oil is up a 
dollar, by the way, draw on crude oil this morning at $46. 800-951-0592. Call me today and ask me what I've got. It'll be worth your while. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.